evening, good morning, and good night, and welcome to Bibliophile Adventures. This is another podcast with me, Michael from the Baltic Sea, and tonight, or today, or this morning, you choose. I'm going to talk to you about a wonderful little book called Slow Jogging. Maybe you're familiar with slow food or uh, one of those other slow lifestyle choices. Uh, today I'm going to clue you in about something called slow jogging. I was actually planning on doing a follow-up to my episode on the name of the wind by Patrick Rothfuss. I was hoping to talk to you about the sequel to that book, The Wise Man's Fear, but for various reasons, mainly because I've been sick and I'm tired, I'm going to go with something a little shorter. But also, I think, in these very, very stressful times, for probably all of our listeners, um, a bit of slow jogging might be just what you need, and I'll explain why. So this is a short book, and it's probably going to be a short episode. I'm going to just take you for a little walk or a jog through the pages of the book um, and try and cover some of the main reasons why um, I love this book and I keep coming back to it. Um, I will share quite a lot of the info that's in there, uh, but I won't read you the whole of it. <laughs> so please go buy the book if you have the chance. Um, and check out Slow Jogging and tell your friends and family about it, maybe if you haven't um, come across it already. Some of, the con some of the concepts will be very familiar, I think, to a lot of people. But the cool thing about this book is that it packages them up in one very handy and accessible place. So this is a book called Slow Jogging by Hiroaki Tanaka, PhD. Apologies for my bad Japanese pronunciation. Um, that is a Japanese professor, I believe, um, researcher who dedicated his career, basically his entire uh, life's work to slow jogging. And this is kind of like the slow jogging Bible I'm holding here in my hands. Uh, like I said, it's a pretty short book, just over 150 pages. It's one of those almost self-published books. It doesn't really look hugely professional. It's got um, kind of a cheesy looking uh, stock photo on the cover here. And um, amusingly, it seems to have kind of a, a pair of people... Um, running quite fast so that is that is um that's not what this book is about this book is about running slow <laughs> so um let me read you from the back of the book in case in case that helps to give an idea so the quote from uh, mark kukuzela md apparently is this Slow jogging will change your life and, through sharing the lives of others who wish to live the vigorous life through the ages. So that's a pretty bold uh, statement, I would say. This book will change your life. Um, you, can, you can judge for yourself how true that is. Um, I think it's, it has changed mine for the better. 
So they note on the back of the book, running is America's most popular participatory sport. Yeah, and I think not just in America, especially since a lot of us, um, maybe you listening to this, have had my experience as well. We've been in lockdown and pretty much the only sport that has been accessible really has been just running around the block a few times or going to the park, you know, for a quick uh, bit of a jog, work up a sweat, and at least it gets you out of the house. Yet more than half of those who identify as runners get injured every year. So I got back into running uh, personally about two years ago now, maybe a little over two years. Uh, Funny story, I also got into podcasting at that point because I um, discovered that a little exercise was a good thing. I will do a bit of stair climbing, nice, easy exercise. I used to live on the fifth floor. I used to have a fifth floor apartment, so I used to climb five sets of stairs a couple of times. Maybe not every day, maybe a couple times a week. And I found that listening to a podcast was a really good way of kind of just relaxing and unwinding while I was doing that. One of the podcasts that I enjoyed the most was a little thing called Valiant Central Podcast, um, which just seemed to be the right amount of craziness and tangents um, and even some comic book stuff sometimes to kind of take my mind off of everything and just help me to relax and uh, do a bit of a workout without really feeling like I was working out. You know, that's such a good feeling to do do some exercise, but not to feel too stressed. So back to the back of the book again. Um, it lists some of the problems that you face if you try and get back into running. Falling prey to injuries from overtraining. Okay, so I definitely overtrained. Um just from enthusiasm and just because nobody told me, hey, if you haven't run before or you've taken a long break, in my case, I'd taken a huge long break of years and decades, um, you are going to get injured if you run too fast. So take it easy. What else? Faulty form, it says here. Yep, I definitely had faulty form. I feel like I'm still correcting that. I'm not talking about anything fancy either, just simple things. It says poor eating. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't think I need to explain that to anybody. Uh, It also says improper footwear. Yeah, Um, I have some fancy running shoes. And up until recently, I was still wearing shoes that were too tight and doing the laces too tight, that kind of stuff. Silly things. Um, Yeah, so many runners eventually and reluctantly abandon the sport for a less strenuous pastime. Definitely it. I'm sure if you haven't done this, you probably know somebody who's tried to take up running and found it horrible and just given up, right? I mean, this can't be a... I don't think this is a surprising story. But for the first time in the United States, it says here, Hiroaki Tanaka's slow jogging demonstrates that there is an efficient, healthier, and pain-free approach to running for all ages and lifestyles. Tanaka's method of easy running or slow jogging is an injury-free approach to running that helps participants burn calories, lose weight, 
and even reverse the effects of type 2 diabetes. I have no idea if this is true. I am not your doctor. If you have any kind of condition, especially a serious one like that, please see your doctor. Do not, do not take my word. With easy-to-follow steps and colorful charts. Yeah, they're quite colorful. Uh, slow jogging teaches runners to enjoy injury-free activity by... Here's the bullet points. You're ready. Maintaining a smiling or niko-niko in Japanese pace that is both easy and enjoyable. So actually, I could stop here. This is kind of the secret. Not much of a secret, you might think. Um, but jogging is is not that popular these days, is it? I think there was a craze like some time ago now, some decades ago. Uh, and people just don't like the way it looks. People don't like just... Um, there's some kind of stigma, like a cultural thing against just relaxing and having a good time when you're exercising, isn't there? Um, but this lifestyle is about jogging and running at a pace that is easy and enjoyable. So you are not like pushing yourself too hard. Nico Nico means smiling. Yeah. And that, that is also a key point of this whole lifestyle. Can you imagine running along the street smiling? We'll get to that again. We'll come back to that a lot of times. Second point was uh, landing on midfoot instead of on the heel. I think you can overemphasize this stuff, but yeah, you need to have a good form. And part of that is landing on the right part of your foot so it doesn't hurt. Um, choosing shoes with thin, flexible soles and no oversized heel, it says. That kind of goes along with landing on the forefoot, actually. I am currently am running on, when I'm not sick, I'm currently running on uh, quite typical soft, thick, uh, cushiony, padded sports shoes. Um, so I don't take any of this stuff as like unchanging dogma. You know, you have to find what works for you. Um, but these are kind of things to aim for. The next one is aiming for a pace of 180 steps per minute. Yeah, perfect. Aiming. Um, you get try it, give it a try, and find what works for you. But what this basically means is lots of quick steps instead of long, bounding strides, trying to go as fast and as far as you can, just taking it easy. And the last one is trying to find time for activity every day. <clears throat> I think that's clear, right? Accessible to runners of all fitness levels and ages. Slow jogging will inspire thousands more Americans. Oh, this would be cool, wouldn't it? To take up running and will change the way that avid runners hit the pavement. So it's like, it's not just, you know, for elderly folks or people who have a difficulty for some reason um, just getting out there or for some people who are quite ill um, or, you know, a little overweight. This is really for everybody. Again, I'll get I'll get to that again. This comes up again. This all comes up again. <laughs> so um, the foreword of the book is actually really good. I suppose I should say firstly that I'm I'm telling you about this because it's also helped me. That is the reason. Uh, <laughs> that that should be obvious, but it's it's important because these running kind of trends and sports and health and fitness things, 
they come and go and often I get the feeling, maybe you've had the feeling to, they're basically just trying to sell you something. Um, I'm not getting any money for, for talking about this book. I am definitely not trying to sell you anything. Um, check this out, see if it works for you. Um, I'm telling you this because it worked for me um, and because it seems to make a lot of sense to me. So the forward, like I said, is really good. And it's basically uh, this <laughs> Mr. Kukuzela. I'm pol apologies for mispronouncing your name. Um, is a doctor, Kukuzela. He's a runner. Apparently he's a medical person as well. Um, Ex-Air um, Force, I believe. Is that right? Seems to say here. And someone who's done a bit of jogging instruction. So that's that's great. Um, one of the first things he mentions in this foreword is Dr. Tanaka's approach is a throwback. This is not new. It is a throwback to what Bill Bowerman wrote in his 1967 best-selling book, Jogging. So this is nearly half a century ago. This is super um, old school in some ways. This was like the beginning of the jogging craze, such as it was, like the big commercial running thing. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Bowerman, yeah. Here's how Bowerman defined jogging. I'm going to read from the book. You, you can probably tell. Uh, one. Jogging means a steady or an easy-paced running, while alternating with breath-catching between periods of walking. Number two, it means a kind of running, generally a slow, regular trot, that has been described as the next step up from walking. And number three, jogging describes the entire program of physical fitness outlined in this book. So I think this is pretty good stuff to keep in mind, actually, because a lot of times... Like if you go on some popular websites, <laughs> web forums, there's even a slow jogging uh, subreddit now on Reddit. Uh, there's the running um, forum there, which is pretty popular. A lot of the time people ask, well, what is jogging? How can you tell? Is it the speed? Is it what is it? How can I measure it? Well, it says right here, it's steady. It's a steady pace, but it's easy. Um, and I think that is really important. You have to figure it out for yourself. When you're running, is it easy or hard? You can also alternate with uh, breath catching and walking. So you take it easy. I think there's a clue here. <laughs> the second point is like it's slow, regular trot. The next step up from walking. So you just slowly increase your speed is what it means. And when you feel that you've kind of gone up a gear, as it were, you feel like you've gone up a level, then you're jogging. So you go for walks, then you go jogging, and then you'll be running. Okay, so there's like three levels more or less, and then I guess sprinting or something, like super fast running. Um, and thirdly, it's a program. So it's kind of hinted there, like you can start off by going for walks maybe every day, Get yourself out there into the park or whatever. Find a nice place to do, to do it. Uh, walk a dog or uh, listen to a podcast. Hey, <laughs> there's some good ones at nerdillusion.com. And um, when you feel ready, uh, take it up a level. Start going for a slow jog. So not 
trying to go fast, not trying to get anywhere, not trying to um, beat any speed, but just the next level up from walking. And you can think of it as a program. So maybe you put a little jogging in one day and then you slow down again. The next day, maybe a few minutes more. Hey, you get the idea. Um, there's some popular exercise programs out there like that. Couch to 5K, I believe, is one that's super popular. But even uh, Couch to 5K is kind of extreme compared to this. So anyway, yeah, the point was this is super old. Uh, this is a known thing. Uh, Bowerman was doing this. Um, there's a There was a coach called Arthur Lydiard in New Zealand who popularized jogging as well as like a basic training for athletes, for runners, what we would call like sports runners, serious professionals. He had them jogging. Um, and this uh, Dr. Kukuzela mentions that he trained uh, Marines. <laughs> um, I completed 22 Marine Corps finishes. With an average of 238, sheesh, that's a that's fast. That's too fast for me. Um, so yeah, he's he's kind of an army guy, the Marine Corps. Yeah, medical school. Wow, um, busy guy. <laughs> but um, he says this is very good. In today's culture, there is a trend and emphasis on high intensity training as the path to success. For immediate performance, this is true, but the jury's out if we're talking about long-term health and balance. If one has a busy life, yeah, I mean, you get tired, right? Um, there are also lots of folks who read stuff, write stuff, and make claims as to what is true based on short-term results, but have never actually run. So he's <laughs> we're taking a skeptical approach here, okay? Um, we're taking a scientific approach and we're not just like going by uh, whatever's the latest um, trend here <laughs> and, and and kind of happily slow jogging doesn't seem to be much of a trend doesn't seem to be really popular as far as I can see from my research so you've got some fun pictures of Mark here um, he seems to have some cool tattoos or he's drawn all over his hands <laughs> which is also funny um, Generally, the pictures in this book are very funny, I would say, and it's worth getting the book almost just for the pictures because they are just fun, you know. Um, on the next page, you've got uh, some jogging groups with uh, Dr. Kukuzela. I love that name. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Um, and his his groups do seem to be smiling, which is cool. Um, I will read out the secret source page because it's one of my favorites um, in the introduction they they already give away all the secrets kind of uh, which will give you an idea anyway of what this is so secret source of long-term healthy running slow down run for joy recover do not run too hard finish each run as if you could do it again keep fast and agile with short sprints and drills. Keep mobile, especially in the ankles and hips. Keep your foundation strong. This is your foot. Wear flat shoes shaped like your foot to stand, walk, run, 
and play. Go barefoot as often as you can. Learn the true skill of running and keep trying to master this. A tool like True Form Motorless Treadmill helps. Do simple strength training with kettlebells and burpees. Be your own body sensor and coach. Don't sit. Eat real food. Do not put pain into your body. And pass it forward. We all continue to learn by teaching and sharing with others. So there you go. The um, It's a few more than 12 steps. It, there's all the steps if you want to do slow jogging. Um, you can switch off now. No. Um, there's way more than this. But it's basically just going into more detail and all, on all those points. Uh, some of these things you, you might notice. If you're into running at all, you'll find there's trends. Barefoot running, that was mentioned. That's definitely a huge trend, relatively. Uh, strength training is like is is very important and it's uh, very popular. Um, but again, people tend to do it, you know, maybe overdo it sometimes. But the rest of these things are really kind of radical, kind of like revolutionary, I would say, almost like a punk, <laughs> punk aesthetic. Slow down. Um, run for joy. Recover. A lot of people don't recover. That means stop running and let your body heal itself. Um, I get the feeling some of this stuff is meant to be for like older people or those who've had injuries, but actually it's it's not really. It's, um, it's for everybody. Um, keep your ankles and hips mobile. Yeah, you need to move. Don't sit down. Um, the most radical one for me, do not put pain into your body. That is the exact opposite of no pain, no gain. Exact opposite. I mean, slow jogging is punk, man. It's really, uh, it's, it's rock and roll. Because it's like saying, nope, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> so, um, yeah, here we go. So as of 2016, we're training the US Air Force basic trainees to slow jog for their self-paced runs. There you go. Uh, these runs used to be efforts where the airmen felt and women felt compared, compelled to stay with the lead group or pick a group running faster than they should based on the culture of military fitness where you must push every day. To be fair, that's not my experience um, of military fitness. Not that I've been in the military, but I did used to go running with a very great uh, friend who was a military veteran. And he actually taught me, look, go at your own pace. And when you see you're going faster than the group, just circle on back and run behind for a little while and then come up behind and join the group again. So you always stay together. You go your own pace. Um, so to be fair, you know, that's not everybody. I, I love um, I love that stuff. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that I used to run with him. Um, so we got on to chapter one. I think I've kind of covered it now. Uh, running is popular, but actually everybody does it wrong. <laughs> you need to slow down. You need to do it properly. And it's just shocking and criminal that new runners don't get that advice straight away. Um, in Japan, you'll see people slow jogging everywhere. Yeah, because apparently um, that's that's why this is a Japanese book. In Japan, the, the state, actually the government... Um, 
promoted slow jogging and apparently it worked really well. Um, yeah, they had a huge program, I guess, led by the universities. So it's science-based um, and they got, they started groups and things uh, locally. So you could go do it with other people, not feel so uh, ridiculous. Um, wouldn't have to look so funny. Or oh, that's, that's only how it feels. It looks, it looks fine. Um, there's the whole story of Hiroaka Tanaki, uh, Tanaka PhD, and it's really, it's really cool to, to read it. <laughs> um, he doesn't gloss over anything in this book. He had all kinds of problems. He had weight problems. Um, he experimented with different things and he had issues with his running and injuries and so on. Then he, um, just through meeting other people, he got into this slow jogging. And he discovered for himself, okay, this is what works. And that's why he kind of made it his research program. And that's why he, he passed it on to other people. There's also a lady called Magdalena Jakowska. Apologies for my pronunciation. Magdalena. Uh, she's a Polish lady living in Japan, as far as I know still. And she's kind of promoting this. Um, now that our dear Professor Tanaka has died, sadly... She's kind of the lead uh, promoter of this whole thing worldwide. So, hey, maybe she's even listening. Um, thanks for getting this book out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and you can kind of just read her story quickly there and see some fun pictures of her smiling and doing the Japanese marathon, apparently. <laughs> Looking pretty cool. So then we get on to the real meat of the of the book. Why slow jogging? Um Running is really beneficial, that's known, a known fact. You lose weight, you feel good, uh, you can you can release some stress, I think, crucially. Um, that is such an important thing right now, right? Why, why do people hate it so much? Here's another trend that they kind of uh, picked up on. There's this book called Born to Run, um, and it's based on some research. Uh, it's a little controversial, but basically I think it's, it's pretty sound. The idea is that human beings, um, evolved to run, um, hunting and gathering makes sense only if you spend a lot of time on your feet, moving at a gentle pace, but a running pace. Um, and if you want to hunt animals, human beings can do that because we, okay, so we, we have groups or tribes or whatever you want to call it of people, so you can take it in turns to chase animals. But also you can chase them over a long period of time. Human beings are not that fast, but we are very tenacious. And if we start running, especially as a group, um, you remember my story about the veteran where you stay with your group, you go your own pace maybe, but you circle around and come back to the group you can tire out an animal pretty much almost any animal no matter how quick they are um, you can scare them throw stuff at them i'm not suggesting this is a good idea right now but um i guess very very many hunting cultures historically from an evolutionary perspective do this did this for most of our history um, chasing animals just by exhausting them because um, we could keep going longer than they could. The human body can lose a lot of heat through sweating, and many animals can't do that. So it means if we have water and enough food, 
we can just keep going at a gentle pace and eventually those animals will uh, die. They'll just fall down and, and <laughs> exhausted and we get to hunt them much easier, even if they're quicker and stronger. Um, patience, just sheer patience. And um, it makes sense that physically and mentally, you, therefore, we enjoy running. It is a survival benefit. Um, you can cover a long distance in a relatively short time and you won't get too hot. You won't get uh, too tired because you run at a gentle pace, jogging pace. So actually, it, when you put it in those terms, it's kind of badass, right? <laughs> um, the book says we are out of touch with our heritage. I think that's right. Um, then it goes into what is jogging again. Really simple. It's when you can run at a very easy pace. Uh, there's something called the Borg scale. It's basically what it means is uh, grade this exercise from easy to hard. Um, and it's got like a green smiley for extremely light. And then you've got somewhat hard, the yellow kind of straight line smiley. And then the red, sweating, sad, <laughs> extremely hard. That's the Borg scale going from about 6 through 12 through 20. And um, I guess zero would be like you're just lying down. <laughs> so the idea is to go for the smiley end of the Borg scale. So like nine tops. Um, it's light exercise, light, easy exercise. So you're smiling, you're happy. If you want to put a number on it, you're talking about averages. You cannot tie it down to one exact number, not even per person, because, you know, your body changes from day to day, week to week. Um, they quote some like very approximate numbers. Um, slow jogging is enjoyable and doable. When asked, do you like running? The vast majority of adults will answer with a resounding no. The essential reason most people would say running is hard. <laughs> But even jogging, which used to be an essential activity in human lives, is now genu generally disliked for being hard. It used to be an essential activity. And it's not just physically, right? Like, yeah, you have to work. Fine, it's work. Um, it's exercise. That's what exercise means. It's a workout. But it's also like psychologically... You need to move from place to place. I think I I would love it if more people would listen to that episode on um, the song lines. Whatever you think of the book, um, The Song Lines by Bruce Chatwin that I reviewed on another podcast here, on another episode. I mean, he may not have been a perfect author, but he did, he did get a clear message. People need to move around, see different places, not just like, on Netflix, but you need to physically go places and see things happening and just be in different places. And, and I think it's like this deep psychological need. Um, and we kind of like suppress that or like do it in unhealthy ways, like uh, traveling a lot, but in cars or planes or whatever, instead of just walking, instead of just running from place to place and just seeing the other end of my street. Yeah. 
Um, that's not really mentioned in this book, but I think it's like massively important psychologically being stuck in your house, right? I mean, has anybody been like, I know I've kind of enjoyed it. Let's be honest. Some For, for some reasons, uh, for some aspects of lockdown, it's been kind of cool <laughs> in many, many ways. <laughs> um, and you can make your own list. But one thing I've needed is to get out of the house every day, walk around the block or even better, go for a run and see like a different neighborhood. And you think, oh my goodness, like the world is bigger. <laughs> the world is bigger than this. Um, and just to remind yourself of that physically every day, it's so important. Um, if, if something is good for you ev from an evolutionary perspective, okay, <laughs> I think we can think of a few examples like eating, uh, sleeping, there's a few other things that make you feel good, like really good, which are also kind of necessary, evolutionarily speaking, right? <laughs> to have a next generation, that type of stuff. If if running is one of these things as well that made us evolve successfully as a species, human, human species, one race of humans, um, you'd expect running to feel good. And hey, Shock, surprise, it really makes you feel good. There's a running high people talk about. And I don't know about everybody, but from my experience, you can totally get that just by jogging around the park a couple of times. And I'm talking like a small park, okay? Um, you can totally get the runner's high. Um, and it, it does feel good. I've never had to put on a fake smile so far when I've been jogging. Um... So, as it mentions here, jogging is uh, cardio, cardio exercise, slow jogging basics, we're on to chapter three. I might not cover all the chapters in much detail. Number one rule is slow down. Um, he quotes uh, Bowerman saying, look, you're not going to become Superman, you're not going to look like Conan the Barbarian. Here, but you are going to be healthy and you might live longer if you do a bit of cardio, heart and lungs and circulation. Um, you don't need any massive skills, although it does help your, um, I would say it helps your concentration because you're doing some like, you know, obstacle uh, coordination, helps your physical coordination. Let's say Yeah, but the main benefits are that you work out your heart and lungs, uh, you burn some calories. Um, it seems like we shouldn't need to be saying this, but hey, look, we need to keep saying this message. Uh, do some cardio so you don't die. Just a little bit, please. Uh, so rule number one is slow down. Um, and it's like the opposite of no pain, no gain, okay? If you just remember this one thing from this whole um, review, I really think it's been worth it. Landing makes all the difference, yeah. You do need to focus on your on your form. And it goes through a few um, issues that people have, landing too hard on the front or the back. You aim for kind of the middle, just before the toes start. Um, and if you take little steps, it's not too painful. You, again, you don't want to overdo any of this stuff. Um, you run straight up. I don't want to say standing up, but you should have like a standing position. Your head is straight above your feet. 
and you run in a line, a straight line. Uh, I found this really helpful, actually, with a little space between your feet. It's got some good pictures in there and some little drills you can do. Um, if you run slower, you find you need to take smaller steps. And maybe that's why, that's one of the things people think, oh, this looks stupid. I look like an idiot. Yeah, you you do look different. You do look different. Um, does it look stupid? Not really. It's natural. You look different. Uh, but different is good. Um, so you take short, short steps. It takes time to feel comfortable doing that, I found. And I think it's it's one of the things that they train you in if you go to the training camps for this stuff. You know, training like groups. Uh, breathing, whatever. Just breathe normally. There's no special magic breathing. Um, and then it kind of goes into the lifestyle aspects of it, right? So then there's all kinds of ways to find your, your best pace, your most comfortable pace, an effective pace. Because you do want to burn some calories. You do want to be running, right? Not just walking. Um, ultimately, you might want to run, uh, you might want to walk just to get moving. Maybe it's hard for you to walk, then just walk slowly, gently, right? But once you're at the level where you can jog along, then you want to find a, a, a good, comfortable pace. Um, yeah, so there's a variety of different formulas in there. You can find out more about this. Um, they're pretty well known by now, actually. There's the Maffetone thing. That's one thing. There's the Borg scale. I don't think that any any of these is, is perfect. Um, and none of them should be taken as like, just do it and it works. That's not that's not reality. You have to experiment and be gentle with yourself. Don't expect to get it right first time. Yeah, so then basically the rest of the book is more and more details, mainly about medical stuff, right? And that's cool. This is a book of exercise science and they're trying to popularize the science and I love that. Um, and it's explicitly like it's against all these fads, you know, like um, extreme diets. Um, the basic fact is you need to reduce your calories, eat healthy, eat natural foods and increase your um, uh, exercise a tiny bit, a little bit. Um, they always say 30 minutes. I think a day is plenty. The funnest part maybe of this book is the is the graph, the colorful chart. This one is in black and white. But um, it shows Professor Tanaka's weight loss challenge, okay, and how much he exercised and how much he ate and how his weight went down. And there's a little uh, clue at the bottom where it says, arrows indicate eating out and or drinking. Little arrows pointing down on the, on the, on the graph. If you look at the graph, they're like everywhere. <laughs> so the guy didn't. The guy didn't kind of starve himself, and he obviously enjoyed eating and drinking. There's a there's a photo of him um, with a gigantic like beer stein in his hand, which I just think is great. Like after his his marathon or whatever. <laughs> so then it goes into like stretching. You need to do little stretching, a little cross training. It says again, be careful. Don't injure yourself don't put pain into your body right that's one of the mantras that's like one of my favorite mantras uh, upper body stretches yeah it's good stuff just to remember if you have like a desk job um, here you go here's some, more, here's some more bullet points for you to remember 
listen to your body and common sense. Don't overdo it. Allow yourself enough rest and enough sleep. Stretch regularly using the M test. Okay, so that's actually the Meridian test. Um, it's apparently from a book on sports acupuncture. I know, right? I don't know if that's exactly scientific, but the, the stretching thing seems fine to me. Uh, get relaxing baths and a massage every now and then. Okay. Uh, after harder training, ice your tendons and muscles. Massage the tense places while taking a bath. Okay. <laughs> Maintain your optimal body weight. Hey, look, if it's a challenge, fine. Refer to the tips on diet in chapter six. Basically says eat, eat a little of everything, but like variety over quantity and like natural foods. Um, I think I think eating is training in itself, right? Because we're all brought up in a certain culture and we have a certain expectation of what's food. Um, and the danger if you try and like take control of your eating is that you go too far, too fast. Sounds familiar. <laughs> so yeah, aiming for that balance. Chapter eight is about marathons. I don't want to scare anyone off, but there's a chapter of, of marathon stuff and it ends with Professor Tanaka with his huge beer, which I think is lovely. Um, chapter nine, slow jogging for experienced runners. Exactly. So his point, it, like one of their points here is that this slow jogging is for everybody, really everybody. Um, as long as you can comfortably walk and jog you're good to go. Um, this is meant to be like the basis for everything else. So a lot of people use jogging as a warm-up for running. I know I feel, after I've been jogging for a little bit, maybe I don't feel like running that day, but after I did some jogging, I feel like, oh, hey, I can go faster. And then I have to tell myself, hey, wait a minute, just relax, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of testimonies here. I would say this is this is probably my favorite running book. I have actually read a lot of running books now um, since I got into it. Because like a lot of things, I kind of got enthusiastic and I was uh, trying different things. And I wondered, you know, where is the missing manual? Where is the book that just tells me the basics? And for me, it's this one. It's slow jogging. Um, you can find some videos like, uh, there's a famous, sadly pretty short video, but it just goes over the basics where Professor Tanaka explains the basics to, um, Magdalena Jakowska in Japanese, which is so cool. And you see them on the running track. Um, you might find a local group who wants to do like slow jogging. Again, be careful <laughs> if you're in quarantine times, maybe you should, uh, Maybe just run with one person from your household <laughs> or like, um, you know, be safe. Uh, but the beauty is you can do it alone. You can listen to nerdylegion.com podcasts while you do that. Um, I find audiobooks are also awesome for slow jogging because they are long and they take my mind off things. Um, but yeah, I will say one more thing. Um, in the book, it actually says, hey, switch off the music. Try and go somewhere where you can enjoy nature or at least you can kind of enjoy your surroundings. And uh, I would totally 
agree with that if you feel up to it. Running in like silence, or you can sing, you can meditate, uh, you can recite those mantras, whatever you want to do, you know. Because um, actually, that is a good way to check your pace. It should be conversation pace. I forgot that. That is in the book. Um, you should be able to have a conversation with uh, other people, with yourself, with uh, deity or deities, um, with the universe, any or all of the above. I don't know. Um, it should be chilled. It should be like, it can be this kind of Zen experience. And I really love that. Um, go out and find, you know, the Buddha is waiting in the in the motorcycle engine, not just on the mountain. Um, I, I love, I normally try to run on grass because I'm a bit scared. I'm a little older now and my joints are making some funny noises, but I found also like psychologically, it's fun to run around my neighborhood and get a sense of like, how big is this place anyway? Um, where are things in relation to each other? You know, what are people doing? You can do a little people watching. Have to see where you're going, but you can do a little people watching. Um, and that kind of stuff. And the constant, like, mantra of, wait a minute, let me slow myself down. Don't put pain into your body. All that kind of stuff. Go back and listen to that again, please. Um, reminding yourself of that, that kind of spills over into the rest of your life, maybe, as well. You start thinking, hey... Maybe slow cooking is not so bad. Slow food. What else? Slow reading. Uh, slow working. Maybe it's better to just take your time and get it right. <laughs> um, hat tip to Patrick Rothfuss. Um, there you go. Slow jogging by Hiroaki Tanaka, PhD. I love this book. I recommend this book. Uh, check it out and get in touch if it has helped you or you've got questions. So Michael from Germany for the Nerdy Legion podcast network or better still, uh, Bibliophile Adventures. Come get more podcasts at nerdylegion.com. Support us. Buy that t-shirt. You know you want it. Uh, download an Audible. Maybe even this book. I don't know. Um, write to the author. Get them to make a, an audiobook. <laughs> they should do that. Awesome. Uh, peace. Sayonara. Vaya con Dios.